we have an amazing team, is what I'm trying to say, and everybody working together to do what we can to encourage one another, to strengthen one another, and ultimately to proclaim the hope of Jesus Christ during these times. These are exciting times to serve Jesus Christ. I believe it with all of my heart that these are the greatest days to serve Jesus. These are the greatest days to be alive. And, and I know it's challenging, and I don't want to take away from the challenges that COVID-19 and the pandemic has brought to us. I don't want to take away from those challenges, but Jesus is with us in the midst of the challenges. And that's why this, this message series that we started last week on focus has really been resonating in my spirit. And I hope that it's been encouraging to you as well. If something that we say, if something that you hear as part of our service has been encouraging to you, let us know. We can't tell you. And I share it with our creative team as well because they're a part of this. If something has meant something to you, if something has spoken into your life, share it with us. Share it on one of our social platforms or send us an email and let us know because it encourages us as we encourage you. We are in this together. Today, we're going to continue our series on focus. We're going to continue having this discussion today on this topic of focus. And we're going to learn today from Peter from Peter in the New Testament as we continue to talk about this awesome idea of focus. You see, I believe that we begin to think and we begin to fail in life when we no longer focus on our one true source of hope. And Jesus is our guiding light in a dark world. I don't need to tell you, because I'm sure you know that the world around and about us is, is really dark. But Jesus is our light. Jesus is our light in this dark world. And something that, that I've realized, and something that I, that I hope you've realized as well, and if you haven't, then I hope you realize it today, that as we focus our eyes on Him, as we fix our gaze on Jesus, as we look to Jesus, our lives are seeking to follow Him. We are able to experience Him. We are able to experience Jesus in amazing ways when our focus is on Jesus. This morning we're going to be looking at Matthew. Matthew's Gospel found in the Bible in the New Testament. Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 to 33. Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 to 33. And last week, if you recall, and one of the amazing things about having our services all online is they're all available for you to go back and watch and listen to and rewind and fast forward or play in double time if you really want to speed things up a little bit. You're able to go back and you're able to listen to these messages. But last week, we started to lay a foundation. We started to lay a foundation of how our focus impacts our thoughts. Our thoughts are either positive or our thoughts are negative. And we learned last week that Paul talked seriously about the things that we're thinking about. The things that occupy our minds, our thoughts. Because of all the things that we tend to lose focus on, our eyes often go first. Have you ever stopped to think about a camera? 
I'll tell you, we, we in our creative team and myself, we've learned a lot about cameras over the last 10, 11 months since we've really been doing ministry and doing all of this online. We, we've placed a lot of thought into cameras. But have you ever stopped to think about a camera and how a camera works? Heather and I, we, we have friends who are world-renowned professional photographers, David and Sherry, and they, along with their family, they, they travel the world taking amazing photos, taking stunning photos and shooting videos. David and Sherry, they, they are just incredible people, and we are so humbled to call them friends of ours. If you'd like to check out more about their work, you can go to David Buck Photography. You can Google them. Their page will come up, and you can see. And you might even see a picture of me if you look closely as I've partnered with them to do some really uh, interesting and amazing weddings as they do some wedding photography as well. But recently, I was having a socially distanced through coffee with David at Starbucks in Owen Sound, and he was staring about his cameras and his lenses, and he has some of the best equipment that money can buy. And he knows how to use it. Zoom lenses and, and the, the focusing and the cameras and the camera bodies and, and all of the technology. And talking about all of the technology and years of science and research and development, we were talking about all that has gone into making lenses and making sure that they're able to focus on an image and considering light and depth and distance and, and all of those things that we often don't think about when we pull out our camera and take a picture. There's a lot of science that goes on. And there's a lot of technology working together to make those photos work. I want to show you some of the photos that, that David sent me to include as part of our service today. But take a look at this photo, this photo of the Golden Gate Bridge. This, this photo is amazing. And look at the detail in that photo. And just take a look a little bit close, closely of what, what this photo looks like. Check out this next one, the Colosseum in Rome. And look at this, David took this photo of the Colosseum in Rome. And just, just look at that, that photo and the detail and the beauty of that photo. Then look at this photo, the plant. This photo is unique. This photo, you can see the, the focus is on the, is on the plant. And you can see the background is just a little bit blurred. And uh, you can see all the detail on that plant. As we were talking and sharing, our conversation is drifted from the cameras and the camera lens to the human eye. See, David and Sherry are Christians, and we, we share our Christian faith together, and how our human eyes can focus on things that we're looking at. Just like the, the camera lens of human, human eyes, it, it can focus on, on color, it can focus on depth, it can focus on distance, and, and it does it all, and, and we don't even think about it. It just, it just does it. Why, why don't you try it sometime and just... Pay attention to what our eyes are doing. So just, just look at look at something and focus in on it, and then look at something else and focus in on that and see how it works. And in all the lighting that 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 is different, the different things that we look at, and our eyes they they just work. 
It's, it's amazing. No camera in the world, not even the iPhone, believe it or not, comes close to what our human eyes can do. Our human eyes are amazing. And when we focus in with, with our eyes and we look at something, we don't often think about how amazing that is, how, how amazing our Creator, God, is when we think about our eyes and all our eyes can do. Today, I would like us to look at a story in the Bible. I'd like us to look at a story in the Bible of when one of Jesus' disciples chose to focus on Him, on Jesus. This is ultimately, I believe, that where our focus should be on Jesus. And I'm talking about a spiritual focus today. However, as we're going to see in this story in just a few moments, Peter lost his focus. Check it out with me in Matthew chapter 14. And we're going to be looking at verses 22 to 33. So let's start at verse 22. And listen to these words as we look at them together this morning. Matthew chapter 14, beginning at verse 22. And the Bible says, Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. Well, he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Now let's get some context here. As we look at these verses, let's get some context to help us understand what is taking place here as we look at this story in the Bible this morning. Earlier on in this same chapter in the Bible, we see that Jesus asked the disciples to get into a boat and cross the lake. Jesus just finished feeding 5,000 people. And the disciples, they do as Jesus asked them to do. But while Jesus was away praying, a storm comes. And there's a lot of fear within the disciples because Jesus was nowhere to be found. However, when Jesus finally came back onto the scene, their fear had increased. Let's check it out. Matthew chapter 14, verses 25 and 27. Let's look at these words in the Bible. The Bible says, shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. Okay, let's just pause there just for a sec, and let's just think about these words. Jesus went out to them. So the disciples are on a boat, it's storming, and Jesus goes out to them walking, walking on the lake. Continuing on, the Bible says, when the disciples saw him, are you picturing this with me this morning? When the disciples saw him, when they saw Jesus walking on the lake, they were terrified, the Bible says. Is it a ghost, they said. They cried out in fear. Now, try and put yourself in the story. 
imagine you're in a boat, it's storming, it's dark, the waves are crashing up against the side of the boat, water is perhaps coming over the edge of the boat, it is rocking, it is storming, and the waves are just huge, and then you see a guy walking, okay, um, I think I'd be a little scared too. Do you agree with me this morning? Can you put yourself in their shoes? Can you put yourself in their situation as we read this story? But the story goes on, and the Bible continues in these verses, and it says this. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage. Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. You see, the disciples were convinced. The disciples were convinced that this was a ghost. When in reality, it was Jesus. And once Jesus starts speaking, the first thing Jesus says is these words. Don't be afraid. I believe that when it comes to focusing completely on Christ, there are three things that do not have a place. The first is fear. You see, Jesus wanted to address the immediate reaction within the disciples. A significant reason as to why, and pay attention with me this morning, a significant reason as to why the disciples were afraid was simply due to the lack of Jesus' presence. Stay with me this morning. They looked around the boat when the storm hit, and they could not see Jesus. They could not find him. However, even when Jesus appeared walking on the water, they did not think it was him. Have you ever been there? Can you identify with this story this morning? Can you identify with what the Bible is saying into our lives, speaking right into our lives right now? Have you ever been there? Have you ever experienced a situation where for a long time you were focused on Christ with no issues and no road bumps, but then a storm hit? And it got a little harder. It got a little harder to focus on Him. More difficult to see Him through the storm. Maybe many of us today can identify with this COVID-19 season where last, last year the world just changed in an instant and a storm hit and a storm is still raging and things are, things are tough, things are different. Everything we knew is gone. And everything we, we did know we have to relearn. Children are learning differently. Offices are operating differently. Businesses are operating differently. Churches operating differently. Everything is different. There's a storm going on in our lives economically. There's a storm going on emotionally. And maybe you're just, maybe you're just feeling right now that there is a storm all around you. You see, fear, fear can look many different ways in the middle of a storm. For some of us, a storm causes us to focus on the past, thinking we caused it ourselves. For others, a storm causes us to focus on the future, not knowing if we will ever have one. I recently was talking to someone 
someone who is really feeling down about what is going on around and about them. And, and they said this comment. They said, I don't even know if I have a future. And I, I felt the pain in their voice and, and reassured them that, that they have a future. You have a future. We have a future. Yes, things are different. Yes, things may look different going forward, but we have a future, especially for us who proclaim Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We have a future in Jesus because Jesus Christ will not let us down. For Peter and the rest of the disciples, the storm caused anxiety. The storm, it caused fear in the present moment, not knowing what they would do to respond. Here's something to consider in our lives. When faced with a storm, it's important to have made your decision before you are faced with the decision. What am I saying here this morning? I'm saying that much of the anxiety and fear caused in this storm that we are seeing in Matthew chapter 14 was due to the disciples not knowing how they would respond when the storm came. We have to make the conscious decision to say, if and when a storm comes my way, if a storm comes in my life, I already know I will choose to focus on Christ regardless of the pain it causes me. However, you can see that even after we move past the initial fear, the next thing in our path that seeks to steal our focus are the many distractions in our lives. The first fear and second distraction. In Peter, the disciple situation, the storm itself acted as a distraction and caused them, caused the disciples to lose their focus. Check it out with me in Matthew chapter 14, verses 29 and 30. Look what the Bible says. The Bible says, come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, crying out, Lord, save me. Are you still in this story this morning? I mean, this is really neat. There's so much that we can learn from this story, from Peter and what we're learning today. There are many different distractions that we face in our day-to-day lives. Because the truth is, whatever the devil can't destroy, he will distract. Listen to these words again. Whenever and whatever the devil cannot destroy, he will distract. Even a few chapters earlier in Matthew chapter 4, the devil used this very same tactic on Jesus himself. Sometime today or this week, Go back and read Matthew chapter 4 and pay attention to the story with what we're talking about today. You see, Satan knew. Satan knew that he was not able to destroy the Son of God. So he tried to distract him 
especially with his final temptation in verse 9. Check it out. He says to Jesus, after showing him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory, it says in the Bible, I will give it all to you if you will kneel down and worship me. You see, the devil was trying to prevent what we see happen right before we learn about the storm in Matthew chapter 14. The Bible says Jesus went to pray to the Father. There are numerous occasions where this takes place throughout Jesus' ministry. Just as Jesus' focus was on His heavenly Father in trying to get the disciples, as well as we study the story, to focus on Jesus. The question is this morning, how has the devil been distracting you recently? If you need some help trying to figure out some of the blind spots in your life or where the devil has been distracting you, perhaps maybe you can go back and you can look at your social media feed and you can see where the devil has possibly been distracting you over the course of the last several months, several days several years. Because just like I mentioned, our church services are, are available for you to go back and listen to over and over again. My friends, so is your social media. And everything that you put online is there and there to stay. And it's really important that you remain focused on the right things, especially when you are posting things and sharing things in a public way. My question is for you. How has the devil been distracting you? For Peter, the distractions were the wind and the waves. Peter already displayed faith in Christ to get out of the boat and start walking, but then he lost his focus. Some of us today are living like Peter. We're living our lives like Peter, and some of us are still stuck in the boat. The question is this morning, what is keeping you there? Is it a fear of some kind? Is it a matter of not wanting to be rejected for something contrary to culture? You see, Peter understood that Jesus had the power to sustain him. If only he would choose. If only he would choose to get out of the boat and start walking. And so we see, as we look at the story, that he did. Peter did. He got out of the boat and he started walking. Think about it. Would you have done the same thing? Would you have got out of the boat and started walking? But then the distractions came. Because Peter looked to his left and his right. He took his focus off of Jesus rather than ahead of him where Jesus was. Some of us today, the wind and the waves in our lives could be an unhealthy relationship. For some of us, it's a website that we keep going to. For others, it could be a book. For some, it could be a television show. For others, it could be their devices in their hands. Something providing temporary satisfaction, but in fact distracting you from what it is that Jesus wants to do and accomplish 
in your life. In reality, it's distracting us from our true source. And we end up thinking just as Peter did. Because, and I want you to hear me this morning, where our eyes go, the rest of us is soon to follow. I remember when I was learning how to drive, I was going through this, this, uh, this driver's education program. And I remember, and I'll never forget it, the instructor looked at all of us in the class and said, if you look at the ditch, you're going to hit it. And a lot of that statement is true in our lives as well. If we're not looking at the right things, we are going to hit a lot of the wrong things. Let's look to Jesus. Let's make a decision this morning, right now, to look at Jesus in all that we do, in all that we say, in all that we think. Let's look to Jesus. The Bible says that Peter speaks and calls for Jesus to save him. This is an amazing part of our story this morning. Matthew chapter 14, verse 31, says this. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? You see, I just believe that there are some people and they're watching this morning and they know as they're, as they're listening to, to this message today, as the Holy Spirit is doing what they just know that, that they haven't had their eyes in the right place. Their eyes have not been on Jesus. And, and I just want to say to you right now, I want to encourage you, I want to speak into the moment of your life right now, and I just want to encourage you, reach out. Maybe you need to do it physically right now. You need to just reach out like this and say, Jesus, help. Help. And just like we see here, Jesus will reach out his hand towards you. He will grab onto your hand in Jesus' name, and he will pull you out of the situation that you are in. Thank you, Jesus. And then we see, after pulling him up from the water, Jesus calls out the third reason. The third reason we find ourselves losing focus on Jesus. And that is doubt. Doubt. Peter had initially had faith. I mean, think about it. He stepped out of the boat. He stepped out of the boat. There's a storm raging. And Peter steps out of the boat and walks on the water. So we see there faith. He had faith. However, when Peter realized what he was actually doing, walking on the water in the middle of the storm, he started to doubt. Peter was questioning whether or not Jesus could actually be his sustenance in the storm. Maybe today you have these same questions and doubts. God, are you really in the middle of all of this? God, are you, are you really in the middle of all of this turmoil that's going on in our world today? The sickness, the pandemic, the political situations. God, are, are, are you there? He is. Just like we see here. In the words of the Bible, as we look at this story, 
just like he was with the disciples, and just like he was with Peter, he is with us. He is with you. He is not surprised by our circumstances. You see, long before Jesus comes onto the scene in the New Testament, the Bible promises in Psalm 46, verse 1, listen to these words. The Bible says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in time of trouble. In Peter's scenario, Jesus was close to him, but Peter only noticed the waves and the wind around him. I wonder at times this morning, I wonder if we lose our focus on Christ simply because we are convinced by a situation that He is nowhere to be found. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, I believe, it's my conviction, that Jesus Christ is closer to you and closer to I than we may realize. If you surrender your life to Christ, the Holy Spirit is within you right now. If you haven't done that, then I want to provide you with an opportunity to do so. What an amazing day we've had today. We've journeyed through this story together of Peter, who decides to take a step of faith, one that he took amidst all the fear. I mean, think about it. He took this step of faith amidst all the fears, amidst all the doubts, amidst all the distractions, and even all the opinions around him. And he still took that step. Peter knew that the only way to Jesus was to step out of the boat. The world wants us to be comfortable. The world's message is for us to be comfortable and to learn to focus on the earthly pleasures. Today, I believe that God wants to give something eternal, something that only He can give. See, Jesus Christ was placed on the cross some 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ was placed on a cross to die. He was placed in a grave only to be raised from the dead three days later. So that you and I could live a life of freedom. So that you and I could be free and have the opportunity to be closer to Him, to be closer to Jesus than before. My friends, will you pray with me this morning? Will you join me in a prayer of confession? Will you accept this gift right now? Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. Thank you that you came and you died for me. Lord, today, I take a step of faith. I invite you into my life. Lord, today, help me to live for you from this moment forward. In Jesus' name. And Lord, I also pray for those today that are going through some of the hardest times of their lives. The storm is raging. I pray, Lord, that you, by the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you will fill every living room. Lord, that you will fill every kitchen, every bedroom, every place that 
is joining in on this online service right now. Lord, fill the atmosphere with your presence. And may every person be aware of your awesome presence in their lives. Lord, if they are stretching out their hands to you, even right now, as they are stretching out, calling out to you, Lord, help me. I pray right now, Lord, that you, by your Holy Spirit, will reach into those circumstances, reach into those homes, reach into those relationships, and see the faith. And we will give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen.